0: Welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that you can employ to deepen your faith, improve your relationships, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. I'd like to begin today by telling you a story, a true story, about an Englishman named George Mallory. I am convinced that he was the very first person to ascend to the summit of Mount Everest, all the way back in 1924. Now, if you know your history, you know I'm off by a bit. History books record that Sir Edmund Hillary was the first to reach the peak's top in 1953, but I think they've got it wrong. And I'd like a chance to tell you George's story. It was his entire life's mission to ascend to the top of the 29,000-foot mountain. He trained for it. He practiced it. He worked his way up from smaller mountains towards this largest one. He had made, previous to 1924, two failed attempts to reach the top. In his second attempt, he was so close, within just a thousand feet, but an avalanche took the lives of seven of the Sherpers, the workers who were accompanying him. He was already, by the way, world famous for that. He traveled to America to talk about reaching as high as anyone ever had, but it wasn't enough for him. He wanted to get to the top. So he kept training. He learned from his mistakes. He made some adjustments. And in June of 1924, at the age of 37, accompanied by a 22-year-old fellow named Andrew Irving, he made his final attempt. Here is what we know. We know that they were seen together, tethered together, ascending the last few hundred feet to the top. A couple of base camps below, There were some who they'd left behind who were observing this. We know that he promised that when he reached the mountaintop, the ultimate top of the world, that he would pull out the picture that he kept in his wallet of his beautiful wife, Ruth, and he would leave it there so that she could always be on the top of that mountain. It is my contention and belief that they reached that great mountaintop and how amazing that must have been. An entire life mission fulfilled with the most glorious view maybe anyone had ever seen. The truth is, from that moment on, his future was set forever. He had already written a letter and had it sent back to his wife just a couple of days earlier, telling her that he was almost to the top and once he reached it, he would come back and never leave her again. He would be world famous and set for life. Well, there's only one problem. George Mallory and Andrew Irving never made it down from that mountain. In fact, they never made it back into the visual sight of those who were observing them from the base camps below. Somewhere along the way, one of them stepped off of the path and they both fell tethered together to their death. That was, as I said, in June of 1924, George's body was found. 75 years later, in 1999, at the bottom of a lengthy fall. One of the first things that they did when the searchers found his body was to pull his wallet out of his pocket to identify him, and they were able to do that. And then they searched for Ruth's picture, but it wasn't there. Further evidence that he ascended to that height, unfortunately, we'll never know. Three entire decades later, as I said, Edmund Hillary accomplished the feat, made it back down, and he's in the history books. It's a sad ending for George Mallory. He had always said, the climb down is the hardest. I can't imagine what it would have been like in that last moment to have reached the thing he pressed for his entire life, to have experienced the victory of such a momentous goal, only to make a misstep soon afterwards, and all of it amount to nothing. It certainly delivers a very sobering blow about life. The mountaintop experience only really matters if you stay focused afterwards and you make it back home. So listen, I've preached sermons that have included that story in the last several years. It just sticks with me. I think about it often. I usually relate it to 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and the Israelite nation. They had their mountaintop experience as well, though it wasn't an actual mountain. They had the moment that they'd pressed on for, hoped for, and yearned for, for generations. Freedom from Egyptian bondage. When they came through that Red Sea and the water washed back in and took the adversary away, and they stood on the rocky hill on the other side... It must have been as beautiful and pure an experience as the top of Mount Everest. They sang about it in Exodus 15. We call it the Song of Moses. The truth is, having labored for that and with God's help, the rest of their lives were set. God would lead them if they stayed focused, even after that experience. God would lead them all the way to the land of Canaan. They would be protected and enjoy milk and honey all of their days. However, that's not what 1 Corinthians 10 reveals. It reveals that most of those people who celebrated the mountaintop experience never made it to Canaan. I wonder if they suffered some disappointment after having realized their greatest goal. They certainly complained a lot. They complained when they were hungry and thirsty and every turn along the way. And unfortunately, they lost their integrity And they took some missteps, some in the form of idolatry, some in the form of immorality and other things. And so after all of that victory and singing and celebration, everything for most of them just fell apart. And they proved the same point. A little bit of what George said, the climb down is the hardest. Okay, you've reached it. That's great, but we're not done. In order for this to really mean something, you got to hang in there now. And again, that corresponds directly with the most potent takeaway from George's story. The mountaintop experience only truly matters if you stay focused and you make it home. And sadly, the Israelites did not do that. All right, so I'm going to give you some applications to think about today, but I'd like to start with the most important one to me. I'm talking about the triumphant experience of being baptized into Christ. I have seen so many stories of people who all they ever wanted was peace. All they ever wanted was to be forgiven. They just wanted to know Jesus. Time to do. But once you come out of that water, you must understand that the climb down is the hardest. In other words, the same type of focus that you brought into that journey, you must continue. Home is set out before you. Return home, in this case, it's to the gates of heaven, and there will be absolute reward for all eternity. But from the moment you reach this beautiful goal until you get to that home, you can't just give up. And that's what we see sometimes, tremendous spiritual goals finally achieved It's an incredible feeling, but you still have some roads to navigate. There's still a difficult pathway ahead, but sometimes people just aren't as focused. There's not as much intensity after the goal is met, and people lower their guard, and the devil picks them off between the mountaintop experience and the journey home. So here are a couple of lessons from that. First of all, I'm not saying you don't celebrate the Israelites rightly celebrated their release from 400 years of slavery. I'm convinced that George and Andrew embraced and sang and yelled in joy when they reached the mountaintop. And coming up out of the waters of baptism is one of the most joyous occasions this life can offer. But just remember, an achieved goal of victory is not the end of the journey. We have to keep fighting We have to keep fighting to hold on to the value of the goal. We have to stay focused lest the great goal ends up amounting to little because we lost that intensity, that drive, because it turns out that the initial goal was not the end of the journey. It was just a high point in the middle. Now, here's where I think you can use this in your Excel Still More journey. Certainly, if you're a Christian, keep fighting understand that baptism was just a part of this, a momentous part to help give you the courage to get home afterwards. But I think the application of this story can be used on every scale, large or small. Let me give you a few examples that are a little less intense. Here's someone who decides I'm going to be fit. We'll take one of our four F's, fitness. I'm going to change the way I eat. I'm going to get out and get 30 minutes of exercise a day. I have this momentous goal of losing 30 pounds or completely reversing my cholesterol numbers or whatever. And so they do it. They fight. They fall down. They get back up. They just keep striving for this great reward, this goal. And one day, they get it. One day, they hop on the scale, and the 30 pounds is gone. They go to the doctor, and the report is beautifully off the charts that's a great day. But if you think that getting to that point is the end of this journey, and that's the way goals can sometimes undermine what we're really about. We set these super wonderful targets, and then when we hit them, it's like, okay, now what? Sometimes goals don't help us. So here's a person that gets fit. But look, the goal was not to lose the 30 pounds. The goal is to live a long and healthy life, to serve God, to do great things until you get home But you know what you find a lot of times? After they've hit some number, achieved some set mark, they lose motivation. It's like, well, I was striving for that, now I got it, now what? And you sometimes see that it all completely falls apart. I noticed this with things like uh, The Biggest Loser. You ever watch that show? They lose tremendous amounts of weight. Why? Because there's this mountaintop called $250,000, And they want it. And sometimes they win it or the consolation prize or a sponsorship. But you know, when you follow up with most of these people 10 years later, the story's not so great. It turns out that the climb down is the hardest. And what you ultimately find out over the length of time is that the mountaintop experience, the achieved goal along the way, only really matters. If the discipline and focus continues afterwards and you get to reap the real benefits of what you accomplished, which of course George and Andrew would have done if they'd ever made it back to London, which of course Israel would have done if they had marched into the land of Canaan. We see this with a lot of things. As a preacher, I've been preaching about 19 years. I see this with faith a lot. Here's another category. We talk about fitness and finances, friendship in faith. We discussed that in the Excel Stillmore More Journal and also back in episode eight. I see this with faith a lot. People come in and they want to accomplish something in their faith and they strive for it and they push and they get it and it feels great, but somehow they feel like that's the end of it. And then you lose the euphoria of some mark and you fail to realize that, yeah, it was awesome. What you just did is great, but now You can't give up. Now you got to climb down that mountain and stay just as focused as when you were climbing up that mountain. Because the real benefit comes down the stream of time with integrity. And of course, ultimately, when you make it all the way home into the arms of God. Now, if this is something you struggle with, if you could see yourself celebrating on the top of the mountain and then losing focus and stumbling on the way down... If you have set goals and threw a party when you achieved them and then failed to validate them in the weeks and months that followed, I have something to share with you that I think could make all the difference in the world. You see, goals along the way are not what this is about. One way we've said it before is that this journey is about the process, not the produce. It's not about the things that I do along the way, what I produce, the achievements, the scale, the bank account, the church attendance record, or whatever, the mountaintops. It's not about what I'm producing. It's actually about who I'm becoming. It's about me getting better and just seeing high marks along the way as some feedback or gratification that I'm on the right track. Instead of some production or mark or goal representing this fictitious finish line. The top of Mount Everest was not the finish line. The finish line was getting back home to your wife and kids. Crossing the Red Sea was not the finish line. It was really the beginning of their freedom. The finish line would have been entering the land of Canaan. Being baptized into Christ is not the finish line. It's just a validation that you're definitely on the right track here, and you can celebrate that. But the finish line is when you see God in heaven. Losing 30 pounds, it's not what this is about. It's an awesome mark of progress, and you should sing the song of Moses when you get there. But all it's really saying is, I'm becoming better, and this proves it. The real finish line is living my best, longest, healthiest life and leaving here headed towards God, knowing that I cared for my body the best that I could, and I did the most work I could. The finish line isn't some great faith accomplishment, some evangelism effort, some series of worship services attended in a row, and you know, we celebrate that, yay, and then we just lose our fire and skip the next three weeks. That kind of stuff happens a lot because that's a negative side effect of prioritizing goals over change. The truth is, those are great things. But the end of this journey is when you see Jesus. And we get to experience the great joy of mountaintop victories all along the way while we pursue the greater journey. So look, set some goals, work hard for them, celebrate victories, but have a bigger picture destination ahead. Focus more on who you're becoming, not just the things that you're doing, because when you do great things, it feels awesome, but the climb down is the hardest. And for some of us, the true test of our integrity comes after the mountaintop. Thank you so much for listening today. We encourage you to check out the website, ExcelStillMore.life, where you can subscribe to emails, order the three-month journal, or check out past episodes. As always, please consider sharing this with people in your life who you think we can help. And whatever you do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Excel Still More.